often beats with Clint. Ew. You know, so there was a Texas, a coach from the University of Texas. Um, I do find it ironic that when players cause distractions, it's, oh, they need to be punished. They should be held accountable. Well, I mean, unless you go 156 miles per hour and drive under the influence and kill another person and their dog, Henry Ruggs, um... Then I would say most distractions are really overrated, but so this Texas coach apparently um, left his wife and his kids for a lady whose nickname is Pole Assassin, because as you would guess, she's an assassin on that pole, and I guess you could say his pole is constantly in her ass as a sin ho. Oh, damn. But, um, apparently, they thought it'd be a great idea for, hey, on Halloween, let's have a haunted house where kids can come in and have a little haunted house little experience. Nothing too crazy. They just walk through the living room, see a couple skulls, have, you know, Jason Voorhees, like, hey, bitch. But they kind of left out the part where they had a a monkey Owinguet 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 that's a friend's reference um but they had a monkey in the living room or whatever fucking room this haunted house was in and the monkey bit a kid the real question is who's the blame Did they give a disclaimer to the kids like, hey, by the way, we have a loose monkey. And the kids didn't take it serious, but they gave a disclaimer technically. Or is it the people who decided to let kids come into a place where there's a monkey? Common sense would tell you it's going to be really awkward in that neighborhood if it wasn't already. Anyways, welcome to episode 77 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint, and we do not monkey around up in here. Oh, but you can peel my banana back, and we can play Mario Kart, and we can drive all over it. Maybe crash, like, again, Henry Ruggs. Except this time, maybe if you are going to be a big mushroom, at least be on shrooms. And make sure you... uh grow on the shit that you decide to lay in. Um, I do find it funny and ironic that people want to weigh in on a Zion Williamson's weight constantly. It's this weird thing where in sports we have this weird constant obsession when we see an athlete that may, I don't know, struggle with their weight at times. A person who is naturally a certain size, and yes, exercise and all that stuff's important, but he also broke his fucking foot, and you know what, maybe you shouldn't gain 40 pounds when you break your foot, but at the same time, if people understood how like a lot of athletes actually eat, and when they consume, when they're training, just to stay, 
you know, as strong during the season, they'll probably understand that, yeah, if you eat like that and you're not able to work out, um, it's going to look a little bit different. Puff the magic dragon, except um, people are really dragging this tail um, to deaf ears. It's just this weird obsession where we have this thing where we want to make this constant meme culture of, you know, shaming on people who we feel like should be in the best shape just because it's quote unquote their job, right? Um, I would say, yeah, that aspect is fair, but... At the same time, not everyone's going to look like Giannis or LeBron. And the same things that make his game unique and makes him as productive as he is when he is healthy uh, typically contribute to the uniqueness of his body as well. If he were to lose a lot of his mass and cut down to, let's just say, 230 pounds and he's shredded, he may not have the same type of power and physicality that makes his game what it is. And just because you lose weight doesn't automatically guarantee that you won't be injured. But, you know, fuck me, right? Dime a dozen. And doesn't it hurt when she's a dime and she is flipping the coin. But no matter which side it lands on, you're not the one being chosen. Talk about being the chosen one, but... Never being the one. Right? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, oh, oh. <sighs> you know, it's it was, it was actually... Uh, I was think I was actually uh, thinking about some... I, I, sometimes on the YouTube, there's this... Uh, there's this channel, I guess. It's called Film Courage. And it's about quote-unquote people in the movie-making business. It could be writers, producers. It could be some someone entailed in the business with very vague position. And just because they've been around things, they all of a sudden have this self-sense of superiority when they talk about what sucks and what's not good and what is good. And they give you all these layouts of what makes quote-unquote a great story. Character development. They talk about interesting uh, plot points. They talk about story, story, all this bullshit. They'll talk about uh, selling scripts. They'll talk about writing one. What will automatically, what a producer wants, what one doesn't, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you. so I look up these people, and they are people who, yeah, they've worked on a few things, but nothing to have the type of superiority they talk with, like, they talk with, oh, everyone's work is trash. And then I watch their movies. And I'm like, hmm, well, what you think is trash obviously could be very different from what you actually think is good. Because from what I see, your product is pretty trash. But neither here nor there. It's this weird thing with film industry as someone who's kind of ingraining themselves in it. You know, I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck if they listen to shit. Like, what are they going to do? Not fuck me over again? It's cool. But it's this weird thing where people have this superiority because they write a fucking movie. The superiority because they 
were on set on something. They have very little uh, actual input on the product. But they talk about it like they're fucking Quentin Tarantino. Like they're fucking Martin Scorsese. Like they're fucking Wes Anderson. Like they're fucking Paul Thomas Anderson. Talk about a PTA meeting. <laughs> Except uh, these people probably banning their kids at all times. ASP. Ass. Sensual. Penis. Penile. And these people really just pissing out. Just complete. This, this complete, you know. There's common things that I really... There's common things I really don't, uh, I'm not really attracted to when I listen to it. And attraction, of course, is not always. Pull your pants down. Let me see what the Easy Bake Oven is ready to convect and project. Because, man, I'm about to burn, burn, burn. It's just crazy how these people, these people, what do you mean these people? Yeah, I mean these fucking people. Who talk like they have created some Tesla type of fucking company that's changing the fucking world. Like they're worth a trillion dollars or some shit. And they talk about why, oh, 99% of scripts suck. And I'm like, no, yours sucks. I've read plenty from close people in this business. Hashtag inside the business talk. I've heard, I've read plenty from people inside this shit. And theirs are 10 times, 50 times more interesting than what these people are talking about. Now, you know what? And I'll, I'll give them this, right? Technically, they've quote unquote done something. But there's a lot of people that have done something. But everyone kind of like, all right, relax. Stop talking like you're fucking Bill Gates talking about, you know, world environmental issues like you don't you know you don't have enough legwork or enough of a backtrack to not backtrack what the hell you're actually saying it's it's just fascinating to me people will tell you why theirs why why uh it's this why all these people should not pursue this, right? You are not this. You will not succeed if this. And then there's a lot of examples that completely counteract their point. I really think when a lot of people tell you why you shouldn't, please don't come to this. You will fail. You will fail. People tell you, don't try stand-up. Don't try this. Don't try these fields that have no quantifiable requirements, like being a lawyer would require, like being a doctor, like being an accountant, being just any any job that actually requires like a degree of some sort the beauty about these professions where there's no degree to quantify whether you can technically do this or whether you can succeed in this business so we can also quantify off personal reasons why we don't want you here that's why when you hear people talk about um film industry entertainment it really is is this person likable in a lot of cases? Because there, there, there is a lot of, when people say relationship business, in most fields, if you're good at what you do, you don't really have to be best friends because at the end of the day, people want production. But in this buddy, buddy, stick your dildo up my ass business, um, it, it's this weird thing where 
people will try to fear monger you. People will try to make you feel like you ain't shit. Because it's this weird intimidation that anyone that's a threat to me. Anyone new is a threat to me. So instead of being supportive, like... Instead of being supportive or giving real guidance, it's people sitting there telling you everything why you shouldn't. And there's a fine line between because when I was when I was watching and listening to this shit, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really criticism they were giving. It was it was really when you really sense what's going on. It's this, I'm intimidated. So I'm going to make people quit before they even start. And my belief is, if you let what someone says dictate whether you quit something you want to do or not, then you know what, you're right. Then you're not really built to truly handle criticism. You're not really truly built to actually make it in whatever. But the thing that irritated me about this and when people tell you about stand, just don't do it. No, you're not this. You're not this. It's like, well, if you constantly just keep doing it, you will by default get better. But of course, if you let someone tell you not to do it, you're like, ah, oh, you know, maybe they're right. What's that fine line between uh, someone looking out for you and you not wasting years in your life in something that you don't have real potential in? And someone that's intimidated by you in any person that's coming for them instead of looking as competition to just one up each other it's really any new ideas any new perspectives really intimidate me in this field because the more people I keep out the more saturated becomes with bullshit like mine and when I looked at a lot of the stuff a lot of these people made it is complete horse shit and they're out here (coughs) I'm telling you, literally, 99% of films out here are trash. Who is a person to dictate what movie is trash? Some people, because what dictates a film as quote-unquote trash? Is it if the production... Some people, the story can be great, the entertainment can be great, but the visualization was not up to par, so they call it trash. What's considered trash? Of course, you know, they use typical Marvel movies, Avengers and shit. Oh, that shit's trash. The story's this, that, blah, blah, and the other. It's just the new Fast and Furious movies. They're trash. They're just this and that. So, okay. I don't necessarily think financial success at the box office dictates that it's a good movie. But you can't say something's trash if it made hundreds of millions and billions of dollars, right? Because making profit in this business, making profit, making money, making yourself and the company money, production, that's how you're going to keep working, right? But they literally said 99% of movies are trash. Well, I guess it depends if you're looking at 90, if every single movie you watch, you're looking for some deep message in it, some... You know, some underlying message of theme, quote unquote. Like, who fucking cares? Who is one? 
Who are these writers, these below average writers in this industry that tell people what is trash and what is not when there's a reason why all the movies you're criticizing get made and the ones of yours that get made are trash. I don't know. Just uh, thought I wiggle my wiggle in there. Uh, uh, it's been a mm, not gonna lie, kind of out of it today. But you know what? It's Wednesday. I need to put a pot out. Not force one out, but you know. Inspiration is destination that just hasn't been reached, right? It's amazing how you could just make up fucking quotes on the spot. I feel like I've covered this before about people just make up quotes and repeat quotes. And then they just kind of rhyme words or they inverse words. And somehow it has some type of meaning. Well, you know what? Anything can have fucking meaning if you just put words around. And literally, you know what? Let's go through a fucking drill here, right? Okay, so I got a fucking mouse. I got a, uh, what are these fucking called? These stainless steel insulated cups. Okay, so I got a computer mouse and I got a thermal cup. We'll just call it thermal cup. Okay, well, here's a quote, just making it up on the spot. You know, a thermal cup is like a mouse, it's hot. It can be hot, it can be cold, but once it's on, you can use it all day long, and it works just as well as it did the beginning of the day. You know what else works well from beginning to end? Your peace of mind. With peace of mind, there's nothing you can't conquer, except, you know, the obvious, like, peace and actually dealing with your problems and just avoiding them. But hey, you got peace of mind, right? Yeah, let's see how much peace of mind you have when your car is getting towed. Because you get hit by a fucking drunk driver 156 miles per hour. That's like the third time I mentioned that. Why does that irritate me? I don't know. You know, uh, should people be... A sh- should people be... um? I'll tell you what's fascinating about the Henry Ruggs situation, right? Of course, the situation speaks for itself. I, I don't really, I don't really uh, feel a need to go deep in the details. I feel like it speaks for itself. If you try to defend that, I don't know what to tell you. But of course, as all of us cynics do, what do we do first? We go in the comment section, and you know what we look for? We look for. The couple assholes are going to find a way to sympathize with someone who does something that is black and white wrong. Like, there's certain things, not a lot of nuances. Well, you know what? And then, of course, people try to say, you know, all prayers to Henry Ruggs. Hopefully, he can get through this. Get through this? The man killed a woman. It was a woman, right? He killed a woman and a dog. And their car caught on fire. Because this man was driving 156 miles per hour. With his blood alcohol content twice the legal limit. And I think it does bring up a fascination about uh, drinking and driving, right? 
But before I get to that, specifically with the comments, it was a lot of people. Let's send our condolences out to Henry Ruggs and his family. They're going through a rough time right now. It's like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm pretty sure they kind of are. But I don't really feel a need to uh, sympathize with people who egregiously do something that's clearly wrong. I don't feel a need to always try to understand what someone is going through when they inflicted a lot of pain more on the other party involved. Sorry, I don't feel a need to sympathize with people that murder someone out of cold blood. I don't feel a need to sympathize with someone that's a pedophile or a rapist. Well, you don't know what they're going through. It's like, I don't really need to. I really don't. Sometimes we try to, I I really do feel like sometimes we try to understand people a little bit too much. Situation speaks louder than words. Situation speaks louder than whatever explanation the person who's on the offense um, of the situation. That, of course, could have been 100% prevented. You know, it's not even about he's an athlete, celebrity, whatever, money. And obviously, car services are available at that. It's not even about that. I think what this is a prime example, though, of there are hundreds and thousands of people that drive drunk and get DUIs on a daily basis. Most of them somehow get home. Some of them get in single car accidents and don't hurt or kill no one but themselves. Some people, they're given tickets. They're fined, go to jail, drive on the wrong side of the highway. One of my favorite artists, uh, last year, he had a incident where he was driving on the complete wrong side of the highway. Unfortunately, nothing happened. I think I even saw a video of it, and it was really scary, right? The thing about... But it's a prime example of the result of what happens matters. The intent of him and a bunch of other people that commit drinking and driving on a daily basis. The intent is the same, but of course, and people that will try to say, well, people do DUIs all the time. They can go to jail for 20 years. Yeah, well, most of the time, realistically, when people drink and drive, they don't kill someone. But when you kill someone, that's why they tell you. Yeah, most of the time you may drink and drive and you may make it home and you may only hurt yourself. But it's about that one time that you do. And this is exactly And this is exactly I think why when uh people want to talk about Calvin Ridley, when people want to talk about Ben Simmons, When people want to talk about Lane Johnson, athletes stepping away from the game at their own, on their own merit, 
making that choice for themselves. Knowing something's not right here. I am about, I'm not in a good place of mind. And if I keep going down and not focus on it, something bad could really happen. And that something bad can be very life-changing. So, while y'all want to criticize Calvin Ridley for stepping away, and people want to say for Calvin Ridley, for example, oh, anxiety, this and that, oh, get over it. And, but like, well, you know what, I hope he understands when he tries to get a contract extension, this should be factored, and he shouldn't get blah, 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 like, it's like, okay, or you know what they'll see, they'll see without him, they really are not good, they are not as good offensively, and they're like, actually, you not being here, we value you even more, but not even the point of that, Um, but what if Henry Ruggs was going through a lot, and maybe there was stuff going on in his life where he decided to drink a lot, I'm not saying he's an alcoholic, but, um, Chances are, there's a good chance he may be going through a lot. And typically people resort to alcohol when they go down these paths. What if he possibly would have stepped away a week or two earlier because his personal life wasn't where it needed to be? And he knew taking time away would make his life for the next five years better. And yet, y'all would have criticized Henry Ruggs for stepping away when if he would have stepped away, took some time away from football, and sorry if your Raiders go from averaging 32 points a game to 27. I'm sorry. Yeah, it must really piss you off to someone make a personal choice in their profession to do what they want to do. When every single person should honestly have the same amount of respect for themselves that a job should never trump and overpower who they are and what they truly value as a human being. No matter how much you love your job, no matter how much you hate it, maybe if Henry Ruggs would have took a month off for focusing on his quote-unquote mental health and y'all would have viewed him as weak and y'all would have viewed him like Ben Simmons as weak viewed him like Calvin Ridley as weak Lane Johnson even though he came out and kind of explained it where uh, it had a lot to do with withdrawals from medicine he was on but you know of course people say oh well you know team first you push through shit it's like all right you know what if Henry Ruggs would have took that route and he possibly could have saved not only the other woman's life and the dog and the family of that woman. He could have possibly saved his and not now he's facing two to 20 years in jail. So yeah, when people tell you They uh, need to take time away and they do that. And you just want to tell them to push through it. Imagine the ramifications of if they just try to push through it. And they can't push through it. 
and then they kill someone. He didn't directly, you know, get a knife out or gun and kill someone, but he killed someone. It's vehicle manslaughter. Driving under the influence. Being negligent. And it could have been prevented. And I don't know if he was going through stuff before that, but what I will say is that a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, if I didn't take that time away, if I didn't do what I needed to do, I would be hurting my team and possibly hurting people I care about in my life. Not only did he kill someone else, I don't know if he's a father. But I'm going to assume that if he is, his kid's going to be without a father for a long time. Forget about losing money. Forget about being cut. Forget about all that shit, right? Because that part's really irrelevant. I'm not really in here for the comment section. Talk about, oh, talk about throwing your wife, throwing your life away, throwing millions away because you're an idiot. It's like, the football aspect, the money is the least of his problems, to be pretty honest about it. I mean, until the legal fees come in, then, oh boy. But uh, maybe respect it when people say they take time away. Maybe we should be a little bit more mindful of athletes that say this stuff. And honestly, maybe you should take time away from your job if you feel you need to do so. Stop worrying about being viewed as weak or being viewed for criticism. Stop. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you're truly doing a betterment for yourself and a potential betterment for society, which is what we all claim we uh, care about is being productive members of society and being care for each other. But you know what? Just keep, uh, just keep making yourself miserable for our benefit. Just keep pushing through because I need you on my fantasy team to get 90 yards and two touchdowns. Just keep pushing through it. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Fuck me, right? Sad situation. The saddest part is that could have been prevented big time. But hey, you know, what do we know? We're just beautiful creatures. Uh, uh, I think uh, I think the results are in. I think I think the Joe Rogan experience is officially. The greatest podcast in history. That's all I'll say. Uh, oh, here's a... Actually, I thought about this, right? I actually wrote because I was going to use it as a... What is more problematic? So, I came across this YouTube video. I think uh, it was from The Guardian. The 
quote unquote newspaper website, but they had a they have a YouTube channel and they had this uh apparently there's this church. I could be wrong. I believe it's Arkansas. It's one of those it could be Mississippi, you know, one of those pretty one of those uh constantially you would assume to be have some uh racist spots type of places, you know? And there was a there was a video of what is like seventeen minutes of there's this church, quote unquote. And I say that quote unquote because they never really mention church, but it's all the setup of a church. But it's really an organization for white European power. So it's this um it's this church or non-profit, which it's all profit because you have to pay for admission. I've never heard of a church where you need an application process to um, see if you apply to see faith. Um, kind of defeats the whole purpose of that. But again, this is not really a church. The requirements is... It's supposed to be about European pride. It's the only people allowed to be to attend and be a part of this assembly is people of European descent. 100%, which based off what I saw, I don't think they exactly have uh, ancestry or 23andMe as a uh, funding partner to prove if people enter actually have 100% European descent. But it's supposed to be essentially only white people to maintain uh, the maintain white children, the maintain white, the maintain the white race. I guess I don't even know to be honest. I guess it's more supposed to be like a. It's supposed to be. It, the the way the the way the pastor and all like the adults involved that. It's not like this complete KKK white pride type of shit. It's supposed to be, no, it's just about embracing, you know, your heritage. And, you know, they, the Guardian, they sent actually a black reporter to do it. And they accepted her, like, they didn't talk to her, treat her any different. But it was these people that are so ingrained in what they believe in. They're kind of blind to society in the real world, I get in the real world, I guess. But what it they're definitely not for interracial dating. They're definitely not for uh let's just say combining unity. Which, you know, honestly it's not unheard of from either side, because Umar Johnson, he completely hates interracial dating. He completely hates it, yet he's married to three women who, is it two or three women who completely contradicts a lot of what he says. He's really just posturing, patronizing for what he personally wants in his life, and he's trying to convince everyone else of why uh, what they're doing is disgraceful to their ancestors and stuff, but then Umar Johnson is out here. 
just being kind of disgraceful to humanity, being a huge walking contradictions. But he's basically he's basically a um, Joel Osteen of what he's trying to do. It's capitalizing, taking advantage of, um, taking advantage of behaviors for his benefit. But so the question I brought up was. What is more problematic, believing in racism or believing racism doesn't exist? Believing in racism or believing racism doesn't exist. What is more problematic? So I guess let me break down. Believing in racism basically means that you believe that X, Y, and Z are below you, uh, you believe that you're a superior race, let's just say, or you just hate other groups just because you hate them, uh, you hate other groups just because you discriminate, whatever your reason, you basically, you basically don't like other uh, groups just because of the color of their skin or religion, you know, whatever the fuck, or the complete opposite, where you just completely, no, it doesn't exist in today's society, nothing, whatever, racism doesn't exist, it's complete, look at the world we live in, everyone loves each other, no one says anything behind anyone's back, racism systematically and all this shit doesn't exist, of course there's individuals, but 99% of people don't hate anyone else, racism is just thought process it's not real you hear people say that it's not real racism is not real even though you know history whatever but you know but what's more problematic if you run into someone where they tell you i don't like you because of who you are or is it more problematic for someone to act like it doesn't exist. And actually believe that you live in a world where you go through blindly and you don't even know what it really looks like. What's more problematic? Is it more problematic if you run into an individual and they just tell you up front, I don't like you because of your skin. I don't like you because of your ethnicity. Or... Would you not like it? Or would it bother you more when you run into those people like, No, we all love each other. No, it doesn't exist. It's like, nah, alright. You want to live in that fantasy world where you really believe none of that exists? Okay. Because the argument can be made is that if you run into someone that believes in racism and you just know they don't, then you know what? At least you know and you don't have to associate. You can stay away from them. You can, you're not, it's not deceptive. It's, I hate you. And you know who not to share your, you know who not to have your kids go play with. Or, the possible deception and naivety would it bother you more 
if someone just acts like I don't even think about it. It doesn't happen. Racism doesn't happen. Yeah, sure, back in the day, but look at us now. We've progressed so much. Which may be true. But if you want to say no one is racist, I mean, come on. A little racism, you know. It balances out the world. It's Whatever. I think the argument could be made that it is worse to believe. I think if I'm going to identify a person, I think it's almost worse to believe that racism doesn't exist. Because if you truly are going to look me dead in the face and just say with a straight face and truly believe that none of it happens, at least not in America, at least not here, doesn't happen. I'm just going to look at you like, okay, bud. Then if someone you just know is like, yeah, I I could think you're idiotic. I could think you're ignorant. I think you're a piece of shit. But you know what? At least I know. That's what we want. I think what's worse than blatant racism is hidden code racism. Blatant racism, it's almost like when you see blatant racism, it's almost like you're watching a parody of something. It's almost like you really can't believe that this person is so ignorant in what they think. You really, it's almost like you can't even be, obviously you'd be mad, but what I'm saying is like, it's almost like you can't, like you're so like thrown back where you're like, this guy really just lives in their own world. This person just literally lives in a world that is just apprehensible. It doesn't even, it's like it's almost cartoonish. It's like when you watch the Michael Richards, a.k.a. Kramer, doing that stand-up at the Laugh Factor, I believe in 2009, 2010, where he just... It's really hard to watch. It's pretty graphic. You guys could go look it up. Um... Where he's just saying, you know, 50 years ago, we would have, it's pretty great. I'm not even going to pretend to repeat it, but it's pretty bad. He says the word, word over and over again. Then he calls people out and people in the crowd are saying, this is bullshit what you're doing. And he's like, you're a fill in the blank. It's really graphic. It's really disturbing. But you're watching it, you almost like can't believe it. You almost think like it's an act because it seems apprehensible that someone would even go there on a public stage. Um, but at least you know, like, hey, we know what this guy really thinks about some shit. And you don't have to look at him with the, you don't have to assume anymore. You don't have to you know, unveil anything, like, it's out there, you know, what's worse is when someone pretends, like, things don't exist, but then you find out some things about them, where it's like, hmm, 
That doesn't make sense. So someone that's blatant or someone that's deceptive. Because deceptive is much more maniacal. It's much more, I'm going to try to benefit from my racism, but I'm not going to, you know, be real about it. So blatant, like no one's gonna, no one that who's being offended by blatant races is not gonna sit there and be like, you know what? Let's just have a sit down, and maybe I can change your mind. It's like, nope. This is probably gonna beat your ass or just leave you be. And there's a weird, like, you know what? We know, we know what we're getting here. You know what you're getting. So, yeah, I guess that's the. Jesus, this is the most boring podcast fucking ever. Jesus, I fucking suck at this now. What's happened to me? I wanted to come and do this podcast today and be funny, but I'm just not uh, there in a lot of ways. Something's not right with me. I'm not quick with it. I'm tired. Don't know why. My leg fucking hurts. My hip fucking hurts. Just want to. Pull a gun out of my hip and shoot my hip. And then maybe it'll get back in the fucking place. Have a fucking tumor in my fucking stomach. Fuck. Hey. What are you gonna do? That's life. Oh, it's the circle of my stomach. Fucking varicose veins, blood clots, and shit. Go fuck yourself. If I could fucking stab a fucking varicose vein, I would. But if I stab mine, I'm gonna have a lot of issues. But you know what? Fuck me. Who cares if I can't feel my feet? Who cares? Right? Who cares if I can't lose weight? Who cares if I eat one little thing? I gain eight pounds. You know what? Fuck me, right? Jesus. God. Alright, this is episode 77 of the Off Beat Podcast. I'm probably not even going to fucking release this. If I do, just know it was because I didn't feel like redoing another one. And I would have to recharge my camera for another hour just to do another one. And I don't really feel like doing that. So you know what? Fuck it. Here we are. Alright guys, have a great day. Terrible podcast. I'll be better next time. I guarantee it. I'll be back for the Friday pod. Trust me. I'm bringing it Friday because today I didn't bring it. The only thing I brought was sadness, despair, and pretty annoying. I'm annoyed to myself. Fuck me. Okay.